Welcome to Crime and Reason on TalkZone, bringing you the backstory in high-profile crimes that television leaves out. Now, here are the hosts of Crime and Reason, John Kelly and Leo Badenhausen. All right. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Crime and Reason. I'm here with my partner in crime, John Kelly. I'm Leo Battenhausen. Hi, everybody. Welcome. We're glad uh, you could tune in today. You're welcome Actually, back. Actually, tonight. Yeah, this evening is great. And um, listen, we got a lot of uh, very positive response uh, for our opening show. I want to thank the listeners for their uh, feedback and for tuning in. So um, we got a lot, quite a few messages. I'm very surprised and also very happy about that. And um, some nice emails, yeah, nice emails. Very nice. So uh, we're, I hope we're going to connect even more as we go along. Um, quite a few um, questions and concerns came out, uh, came over the emails about a case that happened last week. The verdict came in last week um, at uh, Vanderbilt College in Tennessee. Um, this case involves a lot of what's wrong in this world and what's wrong in society. Uh, the, we'll give you a little backstory on what happened here. Visualize for a moment, if you will, you're a 21 year old girl attending college. You get on, you get a date with a very handsome football player on the team. The guy takes you out. You have a few drinks. You're on your fourth drink and they don't remember the rest of the night. Okay. You wake up in his dorm room, not knowing where you are the next day. And you're profusively apologizing for getting so drunk and not knowing what you did. And uh, your date there, Mr. Football Player, in this case, uh, we're talking about Brandon Vanderberg, who was the date for this young girl. So in this, as she's profusively apologizing for her actions on their date, this guy's giving her guilt trips, telling her, well, listen, it was a good thing I took care of you because you were such a mess that last night, you know, and I really I made sure you were okay. I got you home safe. He's telling her this, and she's still apologizing. Now, a few months later, goes down the road, this girl finds uh, this video evolves out of nowhere uh, online, and it's being shared of her date, Mr. Uh, Vanderberg there, Mr. Wonderful, uh, carrying her home through the campus, lifeless body in his hands. He takes her up into his dorm room, drops her in the hallway floor like a can of trash. All his friends come out of their rooms because they hear the ruckus. This guy's saying, I'm too drunk to do anything with her. Why don't you guys come on in and have your way with her? Drags her in the thing to his dorm room, throws her not on the bed but on the floor, and tells his friends and buddies, "Go for it. Here you go. Have some condoms. Have a great time." Now, do you imagine this girl's reaction when she wakes one day to see this going on after what she thought was a horrible, embarrassing evening for herself? This has got a lot of people up in arms. Now, fortunately, uh, the, the Vanderberg and his buddy there, Corey Beatty, were convicted on all counts um, in, the, in the court last week of aggravated. John, what are the charges? Aggravated sexual assault. He's got quite a few of them, I think. Yeah, there were there are a number of uh, charges there, uh, and they were pretty much uh, consistent with aggravated assault, aggravated rape. Um, 
You know, I, the bottom line is that these guys are waiting for sentencing. And I got to tell you, the jury was only out for about three hours. Three okay. hours. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. The, the jury was only out for three hours and came back with a verdict. I got to believe these guys are in a world of hurt, man. I got to believe their lives are pretty much destroyed. You know, they pretty much destroyed this girl's life. Well, that's the thing. And well, they're, they've been kicked off the football team since this, uh, these videos came out. Now, look at this in the bright, bright mind. You know, well, first of all, you don't do this to people. This was just a, a horrible, monstrous, uh, event that would, this would even happen. But then they go videoing this stuff. And here's more of what's going on in society today and what's going on in colleges today. But it's not only going on in colleges today. I want to get back to this story in a minute. But you know, I, I'm seeing four clients of mine right now, young women who were on dates and were filmed by their boyfriends unbeknownst to them, you know, and when they find out, their whole lives are shot. They don't know where these tapes can go. They don't know who's going to see them. This could ruin their, it ruins their lives. It could potentially ruin their careers. And these guys get away with it because the cops don't want to hear about it. Most of these cases don't get prosecuted. So my hats go off. My hat goes way off to this this uh, court down in Vanderbilt, um in Tennessee that brought these people in and this this jury got it right. For once in our life, we see a jury that gets the point. They got it. Yeah. And they didn't buy the BS that these what I call paid liars, which are also called defense attorneys, and this is my opinion, you know, feeding them their BS the reason for this because these guys were so drunk they couldn't remember what they did. But they could hand out condoms and they could also remember to film it. And Mr. Uh, Corey Beatty, Mr. Brave Big Man, and I got to give him a little credit for this, he took the stand. Seemed very remorseful. Re- could remember razor sharp how many drinks he had that night and what he drank by name. 22 drinks. But when it came time to talk about the crime and the violation, his mind goes blank. Yeah. How, that? <laughs> how does that happen? Yeah. Boy, oh boy. You know, and this is the thing. And this is what uh, juries sometimes buy these. These bogus defenses, and it's just, it's insulting, it's aggravating, and, but this girl is about the victory, uh, victory in the many ways for, for women today, and, you know, and as much as it's a, it's a horror show uh, for her and her family, and like, I think we always want to, you know, we want to reach out our condolences to her and, but also support her, because she took a brave stand here, and that's, a lot of women are afraid to do that. And I'm not saying it's that's their fault, but that's the way the system's been set up. So we got a lot to talk about with this case, John. Yeah, she's a real, real survivor. You you got to give a lot of credit to this girl from coming forward, for going on the stand. It was extremely upsetting for her. She was even throwing up while she was on the stand. It's lucky she didn't have a complete breakdown. And she spoke for abused women everywhere. She spoke spoke for sexually abused women on all these campuses that have never gotten justice. And I give her so much credit. She is a major survivor. When I look at this attorney that was defending these guys and his argument to the jury was that, you know, this was just a 
a part of the culture, the client's, his client's judgment was warped by the drunken sex culture that is so common on the university. Okay? At the university, if you want to go back to that. But I mean, you're looking at this at the university. Okay? There's this culture. Now, come on. I mean, this is, is your argument. This is the reason why you're saying your clients raped this girl in an aggravated manner that was violent. Aggravation means violence in a violent manner. Oh, they and, were slapping her behind John. They were kicking her. They were doing all kinds of things. These, these videos were just horrendous. So not to interrupt you, but I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no. I know you get worked up over this. Oh, am I worked so up much over, over it. This drives me nuts. I'll tell you what. This is really drives me nuts. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, no, no, I know. It gets you going. I mean, it can't help but stir somebody's anger up. What about the other guys that were there? I mean, that weren't participating but stood by and watched, they were nothing but voyeurs yeah, that they, did nothing. They did what nothing. About them? What, about what about them? them? What about them is right. Standing there. This is our culture of youth today. Standing there watching, probably egging them on. You're right. All, I think there was five or six guys in that room. Not one of them would say, wait a minute. This, this No, stop this. Because the culture of the college dictates this behavior? That's what this defense lawyer said in closing arguments. What did he say? Oh, I was looking at this case to begin with through 51-year-old eyes. Now, when I was in college, this wasn't the norm. But today's society dictates what's right and what's wrong. That's what society dictates, that a 21-year-old girl can get drunk or drugged. We don't even know that because it was too late after the fact when it was uh, discovered if there were any uh, roofies in her system, which I wouldn't doubt, you know, these days, this is this is part of the whole culture and part of what I've dealt with with my clients that they drug these girls and then they go and bang them up and down the wall. Well, you got a date with the girl. Why don't you be a person and do things normally? What is going on? It's be a, a gentleman. Yeah. Be a gentleman, John. Who's that? What's that these days? Few and far between. Few and far between. <laughs> yeah. I gotta... Read your read your book, Social Side. <laughs> it's all yeah, it's all in there, and this is only getting worse. But this is the good news is this case does speak. So for you know the the the, the women that you, the, that all co- that wrote me about this case, um, I'm I'm hoping this is helpful to you because we celebrate with you. We ce- I celebrate America today in this this verdict because this has got to be put to an end. There's got to be some kind of consequences for these these creeps these voyeuristic rapist pigs that are in college and look at how many kids are trying to get into college today they can't go they have no money you know and then they're, they're they're struggling working 75 jobs and they, they go to some some uh, little county college because that's all they can afford and then we got our other youth over in uh, over in France and in Europe and Iraq coming home in body bags, coming home with one leg, one arm. And we got these creeps on football teams with scholarships paid for. Here's your ticket to paradise, and they got to do this. They're raping girls who are drunk. I mean, what is, this is not just an isolated incident. This is going on in colleges all over the place, and we don't hear about it because none of it gets reported. And I don't. And that's because the women are afraid, and that's yeah, where they are. 
They're we scared are afraid. to death. Because that's none of them. Usually they get, they become the victim in these cases. They're scared to death. So again, this, 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 this girl, God bless her. Kudos to her. I want to see more of this. Yeah. Well, let me tell you what the windup was. It seems like the windup to this whole situation. And I don't know if you notice or not, Leo. Uh, and, and I want to thank the uh, Washington Times for its reporting on this case. I'd like to thank the Huffington Post. Great reporting, guys. Great reporting. And that's where we got some of our information from. But the wind-up to this whole attack, this whole assault, was that in the end, a person who has been charged... Uh, for rape and is coming to trial. I believe his name is McKenzie. Did you see that, Leo? Yes, yes, there is a McKenzie on, on the back burner. Actually, there's McKenzie and there's a Banks and there's a Chris Boyd who was just indicted too. So that's a fifth. Hmm. Well, here's what, here's what Mr. McKenzie said. His name is Jaborian Tip McKenzie and he's charged with rape. So he's going to be coming to trial, but you know, he showed up, thank God, and and told the truth for this girl and the prosecution. Okay? Okay. This guy turned around and said that this Corey Beatty pissed on this girl in the end. Okay? He had oh. a Corey Beatty urinated on this girl in the end. This was the final ending to this savage, humiliating, torturous, horrific attack. Corey Beatty urinated on this poor girl while she was passed out. Now, now what? Okay, you know, Mr. Football Star here, really... I won't even. I'm not calling this man an animal. Animals don't do this. I that guy's bad news. Go ahead. He's um, a monster. He is a monster, and he got the of the balls to go on the stand. I guess, and I didn't know about that urination, John. Thank you for uh, now. I'm even more furious as to this. Nobody did a damn thing, and he goes on the stand and tries to say he's sorry to this girl. Please, you know, but can't remember anything he did. I'd never do that if, if I if I wasn't so drunk. Give me a break. We're gonna get him off the hook because of that. I don't think so. Now, I mean, another thing in the closing arguments, this brain surgeon of a defense attorney. He said the culture in colleges today also dictates, and not just colleges. He said this is the young people today. Okay, get this: you know, going out on a date and forgetting who you slept with or if you had sex at all is what's considered cool. That's cool, man. Yeah. This, well, that, those you. are the words he used. <laughs> cool. Are you yeah, kidding and that's, me? And that's not so cool. That's oh, not so cool. I mean, there's no question. I wonder if it was his daughter if he would have said that. That's a great okay? question. Okay? Yeah. Isn't that a good um, question? What yeah. if it was his daughter that was tortured, sexually tortured like this? What would he have said? Would he have thought it was cool then? I I have to doubt it, but who the heck knows? You know, this, this guy is just, you know, like I said, I my opinion, they're all paid. Most of them are paid 
liars, professional liars. And he, he just fell apart on the stand, which was, anybody can Google this. Go just pull up, uh, uh, Vanderbilt College, um, defense closing arguments if you want to see this guy in action. It was, it was just, I, I cringed. I cringed and also I was glad about it because the man made such a fool out of himself. And this jury didn't buy a dime of it. Not one cent. I'm surprised they took three hours, John. I would have taken three seconds to, to close this case up. Yeah, kudos to them. Kudos Absolutely. to that jury. That jury, like you said earlier, got it right. You know, this little girl was somebody's daughter. Do you understand? This little girl was somebody's daughter. She did not deserve anything like this, nor does any woman, any little girl. Ever. And, ever, and, I, ever. Might, and I know she was 21 years old, but I'm calling her a little girl. She's at college. She's supposed to be safe at college. Her parents sent her to college. I'm sure they felt that she'd be safe there. Nobody, nobody needs to experience this kind of torture and humiliation it, it is just un, it, it is just so barbaric it is just so uncivilized and it's so primitive i mean you talk about a caveman approach i mean these guys i mean they they'd make the cavemen look like a day at the beach the way they handled this girl and tortured her and humiliated her. I'm very, I'm, I'm starting to go off on a rant because I'm really, really, you know, concerned about this. And it's, uh, it's very, very upsetting. And I'll tell you what else is really upsetting me, Leo. Have you ever heard of the AAUW? The AAUW? Yeah. No, no, I haven't. What is that? That is, that is the American Association of University Women. A-A-U-W. A-A-U-W. Okay. Those listeners, if they want to check this out, this is the American Association of University Women. And they did research and found that one in five women, get this, one in five, 20% of all women, that, that means one in five is 20% of all women were targets of attempted or completed sexual assault while they were at college, when they were students. That's 20% wow. of the girls that go to college. They are targets of completed sexual assault or attempted sexual assault. That's one in five. That's 20%. Well, that's... That's what's reported, I guess, too, John, right? Yeah, that's right. That's what's reported. And that's, I mean, that's ridiculous. That's too high already, but God only knows really the statistics. You always gotta, I always take statistics and bounce them up a few hairs because you don't get every single report. But my, my, my. 20%. So, and this is, well, right. Our parents, our kids are getting, you know, we get, we'll talk about where this all starts after we come back from the break in a few. But, um, you know, this is only increasing. And I do talk about this, a, a big part about this in social side. The morality of this country is just shot. You know, these are barbaric behaviors. And now that, that statistic you just mentioned, which I'm sure is higher, is only going to grow. You know, because of this entitlement feeling these guys have. 
And these yeah. girls have no power over this. Yeah, and see, here's the other piece of it. You just nailed it. This is only the tip of the iceberg because the American Association, I'm sorry, the American Association of University Women came back to say that less than 5% of rapes or attempted rapes are reported to campus authorities. So only 5% of the sum of 20% are reported. So, as you mentioned, this is uh, this is very rarely reported based exactly. on how much of it takes place. So, so we know then, you know, we can say in good conscience, there's a hell of a lot more women that are falling uh, the prey to these predators out there. And, um, you know, we need to start doing something about it. And that's got to start at home. You know, with this, we, we got to talk to our girls. We got to talk to our sons. We've got to parent. Again, we brought this up last week. We got to start parenting them. And all this, the, the, the brain, the brain surgery, uh, attorney, uh, I, I love picking on this guy. Another, uh, a, a golden nugget of wisdom was that these kids, these college students want to be like the media stars they endure and worship. They want to be like their singer, their singer heroes, their sports heroes. And they're, uh, the television and movie heroes. So, and we know what the news is filled up with them, their antics and their, their satanic self-absorbed behaviors. So if this attorney's right about that and these kids are, you know, idolizing these creeps, what do we expect? And why aren't they idolizing him? What happened to the old hero? What happened to like John Glenn? I bet you kids today don't even know who John Glenn is. Now that was a real hero. We don't have heroes like that anymore. Who, who are these kids' heroes? These football creeps that abuse their girlfriends and, and rape other women, you know, and or you know these these movie stars that you know date whoever they want and cheat on their wives. I mean, this just goes on and on, and uh, really it's suffering here. So now I'm sure that statistic is way higher than twenty percent. Unfortunately, it has. Yeah, to be. yeah. The major, you're right. The major extent of the problem. Uh, this research goes on to report, uh, remains hidden. The major extent of the problem remains hidden. And that's by the American Association of University Women. So, I mean, they put a lot into this. Now, here's something you might be interested in. Did you know alcohol is the most widely used date rape drug? I did not. Yeah, no. it, yeah. Alcohol. Everybody, when they hear date rape, they think roofies. Yeah, okay, that's roofing. what I would. Right. Yeah, yeah. But no, the most widely used date rape drug is alcohol, and alcohol is, as we know, a very, very strong central nervous system depressant. It's considered by a lot of people in our field to be a sedative, and it is a very, very, very strong legal drug. And especially if drank, uh, you know, uh, to uh, an enormous amount. I mean, you drink enough alcohol and uh, you're not going to be moving, okay? But alcohol is no excuse for abuse, okay? These guys try to use a kind of pathological, in fact, they didn't even really do that, but in most cases you'll see like a pathological intoxication defense, all right? This lawyer wasn't even 
into doing that. He did it in a certain way, but then he tried to come back and blame it on the culture, okay? Which right. is mm-hmm. which is BS. It's all BS, okay? It's all BS. I mean, you know, many, many, many people on colleges drink and extremely very, very few turn around and rape female students, okay? I mean, Correct. so right. so that's the bottom line. But 89% of the assaults that took place while the survivor is under the influence was because of alcohol. Everybody blames alcohol. And we're not counting any other drugs as well. So 89% of the assaults took place while the survivor was under the influence. So, you know, I got to say, a lot of these guys, they turn around, you know, I won't say a lot. Some of these guys turn around, you know, let's get her drunk. Let's get her, you know, oblivious to what's going on and do what we got to do. Okay? I mean, and do what we want to do. I'm sorry. Do what we want to do. Yeah, and let's film it too. Let's humiliate her even further. Let's film it and then, and then, and then urinate on the girl. Piece of trash she is. I mean, this, what? I don't mean that. You know what I'm saying? What, what is going through their minds? Yeah. Yeah. This could be going on. But you know, and then you mentioned this alcohol. Yeah. Parents kind of support the drinking at colleges, I think. We got to get on this. I mean, yeah, kids are going to drink at school. Like you said, you know, most of them don't do this. But you know, manage the way you drink if you're going to drink for goodness sakes. You know, lower your limits, and uh, you know. But parents don't seem to, to make big big deal out of it in most cases. They the kids are drinking long before they go to college, and if they're not doing drugs, you know, at least they're just drinking. Then you know we forget about that. Alcohol is like you just brought up a very scary and abused drug that can cause one render one unconscious enough to to be raped by a, a gang of a herd of barbarians and, and not remember a thing about it. Yeah, yeah, and and you know we know we've been trained. A lot of people may not know this, but women cannot tolerate alcohol the way men can. You know, women cannot, in most cases, drink as much as men. So if somebody's taking advantage of a woman and trying to encourage her to drink a lot and pouring it down her throat. In other words, you know, she's, even though she may think she's keeping up, she really isn't. And, and I have to believe that, you know, this, this has a lot to do with it. I have to believe that this was more of a planned situation, knowing about the condos, knowing about the cell phones, knowing about all these pictures and videos that were taken. I have to believe, you know, there was more, uh, more of a structure to this than uh than that's been put out there i mean uh i uh i i i'm just up in the air over it but i i have to i have to really say i'm very happy with the jury's verdict and uh, the way these guys have been grabbed you know and when you look at this when you look at this type of voyeurism with the videos and the pictures and especially with aggravated rape what you're looking at is violence, power, and control, and exhibitionism at the cost of this girl's life, and that and that's what took place there. And there is no price. Uh, there's no price on a person's life. Uh, it's just invaluable. And these these scumbags. 
I hope they serve the maximum sentences. All right, John, we have to take a break, but uh, we'll be back. I want to talk about some more things about this case, about how the colleges deal with it. I want to talk about the pathology of these these barbarians and what your opinion is on them. If they're not caught, where can they go in the future? That sort of thing. So hold on. Stand by, everybody. Come on back and check us out. Crime and Reason. The truth behind crimes today. You're listening to Crime and Reason on TalkZone.com. Back to John Kelly and Leo Battenhausen. Hi, everybody. John Kelly here with Leo Battenhausen. Thank you for uh, staying tuned in. And we've got some uh, more information for you. I, I've got some information here. I think it's really going to uh, really going to upset Leo as well because. Oh, don't get me you know, riled up again, John, will you? <laughs> I'm just starting to calm down, but I'm, I'm ready. Lay it on me. <laughs> well, you know, what what we have going on here is we have this violent attack on this young girl by these men who truly raped and brutalized and tortured her. And we've talked about the situation, we've talked about the torture, we've talked about the brutality, we've talked about uh, them getting sentenced, and I think there's two or three more coming to trial, and hopefully yep. they'll get their uh, just desserts as well. But, Leo, something we have to look at, and I know it's something you're very, very familiar with, is the post-traumatic stress that this girl will continue to endure for the rest of her life. I mean, we're talking about night terrors. I mean, we're talking about when will this girl get a good night's sleep, a full night's sleep. We're talking about trust. Trust. How do you trust another man? You're only 21 years old. How do you have a meaningful, trusting relationship with a male human being after you've been so violated by these male monsters? Well, that's you're right, because this I've mentioned earlier, I'm working with several girls now who've been through similar situations. And you're, everything you're saying is right on the money. Their life has been torn to pieces after such a thing. They can't trust men. They have such a difficult time now not thinking this is going to happen again, you know, and uh, who's got something on them. This post-traumatic stress never it never really goes away. It's treatable, you know, and it can be manageable at times, but it's always lurking around the corner like these creeps were. You never know. And it is just this is that's the a crime that's not even being mentioned in this. I, I don't know. We're talking about the violation, but this is the the violation that keeps on violating. Yeah, and 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 I will tell you that this could be a life sentence for this young girl, and you know what I mean by this. She right. could end up in complete torment. In her mind, from this post-traumatic stress, that could go on for decades or forever. 
it could drive her towards OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, yeah. mm-hmm. which you know. It can cause her to migrate towards sedatives like prescription medication or even back to alcohol. Okay, sure. some type yep. of sedative to help her uh, quiet her mind and forget, to try and forget about the traumatic uh, torturing uh, that was done to her. I mean, how can, how can she have a normal life? She can't. How, she can't. Yeah. How can you have a normal life if there's something like uh, something that abnormal happens to you? You cannot. You how do you ever forget that? Yeah, you're right. And you know these these the colleges, these highfalutin Ivy League colleges want to cover all this crap up too. John, they have no amen. Yeah. no consideration for these these girls that get get stripped of their dignity and their 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 place and and feeling any kind of value for themselves. Take their money and run and keep this quiet. This is college culture. You know, you were drunk. Shut up. Makes me crazy. But you're right. This girl will never get over this. How do you get over it? Like you said, there's no, not enough therapy in the world to, to make that ever go away. And then we need to talk about the triggers because this event took place on the college at Vanderbilt, right? Yeah. Now, I, I, I assume that this girl was going to college or whatever. I don't know for yes, sure. She, she, was, she, was, she was. She was. She was a student there. Am I correct? Yes, okay. correct. Yes. Well, how do you continue in college and get your degree when you have all these triggers? You know what I mean? That are going to trigger this emotional torment and pain as she walks around the campus. She well, has what triggers all these do you mean? visual well, John, you what, have, what triggers are you talking about? I'm talking about visual triggers of the building where this took place. I'm talking about visual triggers of any of these guys or their friends that might still be around. I assume these guys got thrown off the college, thrown off the campus, but they definitely had acquaintances, which I'm sure haven't been tried here. What about, uh, you know, just uh, looking at... Uh, you know, different areas, maybe uh, maybe looking at a piece of jewelry that she had on that night. Yeah, maybe yeah. looking at uh, uh, jeans she had on that night. Maybe looking at any of her clothing she had on that night. Maybe looking at a car that resembles this uh, perpetrator's car. Maybe looking at... Uh, you know, any kind of pictures or, or just Vanderbilt in general or music, hearing any music that might have been playing. Every time she hears that song, it's, it's a trigger. It's going to generate well, yeah, a lot of ang- a lot of anxiety, Leo, a lot of anxiety. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But you also got to remember, too, John, maybe perhaps the biggest trigger for this girl is turning on her computer every day of her life. How about that? There it is. It might show up. You know, this is the, this is what I'm saying. This is the, the, the violence that keeps on giving mentally, emotionally, and even if it's on, it could, it could show up anywhere. Her kids could see this. You know, her mom and dad probably, well, I'm sure they probably saw some of it if they were in court. I mean, this is just horrendous. So it never, they're talking about triggers. I mean, you're right about, right on target with that while she's at school. And then this stuff's just going to follow her around the rest of her life. Yeah. And the cell phone. 
Just a cell phone. Sure, cell phones. Just a cell phone that she's probably carrying with her. Anything. And you know there are triggers that you can identify, and then there are subconscious triggers that you can't identify. Correct. You know, And they come out lots of times when you're asleep, and that's what causes the night terrors. She could be waking up, screaming, throwing herself out of bed. She could be sleepwalking. I mean, there's there's so many uh, numerous things that could take place. She could be in a state of insomnia where she'll never sleep again or or have a very hard problem sleeping. She she may never get a full night's rest, but, you know, only to when her body is starting to crash. Uh, Because once you once you've been traumatized to this degree, it is very, very hard without a lot of therapy and probably uh, some medication to really get back on the road to recovery. I have to believe that she's on the road to recovery because she was brave enough. This little girl was a brave enough survivor to go in and testify. Uh, but even that was dramatic. Every time she sees a courthouse, every time she hears about a judge, every time she watches TV and yeah. sees a lawyer, I mean, and you're talking about her yeah, throwing up. She was so disgusted and so, you know, uh, filled with anxiety and emotion. Right. Now, right. You're, you're absolutely right. Got to give her a lot of credit. And, you know, these guys are right. These these scumbags might do their 20 years or something. Then they're going to be walking free. What are they going to be? 41 years old, 42 years old. This girl's going to be 42, 62, 72, rest of her life with all of these potential horror stories playing in her mind. And th- this is what the, 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 the juries need to understand, too. It's not just about what happened that night. But that what what the what the repercussions of what happened that night are, are going to bring to this this girl, you know it's not over. And you know I hope uh, maybe this jury got. I mean they got it. We know that. But uh, this is you know in general I think this whole this vaudeville or jury selection nonsense this brings that to mind. I want to talk about that. You know they get to pick and choose who sits on this jury, and I think it's fine that it's a joke. That, you know, b- both sides can pick and choose who they want. And then they, these highfalutin brain surgeon lawyers want to hire uh, jury experts, you know, to, 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 to pick out who's best shot for their case. Who's going to win? Who are we going to better influence? This is insane. Let the judge pick the jury and that's it. That's a true jury of your peers. But, but that's, you know, like I'm saying, the juries in today need to be much more educated when it comes to the mental health aspect of this, like you've just discussed for victims, you know, and survivors in this case, because she is a survivor and we do got to give her a lot of credit. And again, what a brave thing to do. That's the thing that keeps most women from going into court. They don't want to relive it. They don't want to go through it again, but they still yeah, have to be. live. They live in silence with this stuff. It's a silence, the silence of, uh, of horror just keeps on going. Yeah, and they have to medicate it. You and I have had many, many, many clients over the years, and we've seen, you know, this self-medication. And, of course. You know, and it's, they're self-medicating what? 99.9% of the time, what right. they're medicating is trauma, okay? Some type of trauma. One out of every four women that we've seen in our research 
has has been sexually abused. One out of every four women sure. has been sexual with some type of sexual abuse. And, um, you know, this wasn't only sexual. This was physical as well. There was voyeurism involved. And I have to tell you something that's really jumping out at me is if this guy urinated on her, which it sounds like he did based on this McKinsey guy. I got to tell you something that is very, very scary because now I have a guy who's looking at power and control and domination, sexual domination over a young female. And in the end, after he's done violently sexually abusing her, he urinates on her and completely, in his mind, degrades her as a human being. Now, there's a scary guy for me. Now, yeah, John, come on. There's here, a you, scary put, guy for me. This Corey well, Bates is a scary guy why. for me. Put your profile hat on like you're doing. What's what what what's the potential here? Well, first of all, do you think I have two questions for you? If do you think him getting caught and serving a sentence is going to help deter this, or what if he wasn't caught? You know, what what's this guy all about? What kind of risk to society does this piece of trash, you know, hold in store for for other people? Well, he's very scary to begin with because the bottom line is, and you brought this out, that this guy, I have to believe, was lying on the stand because he could remember specifically what and when he drank that night. Yes. However, to the T, razor to sharp the, memory. Yeah. 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 <laughs> razor sharp. Razor no, that's sharp. Okay. okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's how it was put. Yeah. Razor yeah. sharp. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So now, now he turns around and he says, I don't remember anything about any kind of sexual abuse. I don't remember anything at all about violating this girl. Then, so we have him as a liar there. I, my opinion is the guy's a complete liar. So now I'm looking at a guy who wants to dominate women. So now I'm looking at a guy after he degrades her by urinating on her of a man who believes women are nothing but waste product or trash. Mm -hmm. Now, a guy like that needs to be taken off the street. Okay. And I don't know if prison is going to help him or not help him. But I know one thing. He needs to be in a cage. Because yeah. this guy, if he got away with this, who knows what he would have done next. And you know what? We don't know about this guy's past. That's we true. don't know a lot about his past. I mean, has he abused women in the past? I hope if he has that they will come forward after they've read about what he's done here. Because this guy, you know, is definitely a major sex offender at this point. How far would he have gone? I don't know. But when you find somebody that will degrade a female this way, I mean, then you start stepping up and you start moving into another area. And, you know, there are many, many violent serial rapists out there who have started off 
in a very similar way, and then they've evolved into serial killers. And you know, I yeah, mean, I'm sure you're right. I mean, that is, let me. I do know something about this guy's background. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I know he grew up in a really rough um, section of Nashville. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, here's this African American guy, good looking guy. He, he beat the odds. Let's be honest. You know, I mean, this is what he does. But the other thing you're talking about, you know, thinking women are pieces of trash in his mind. His mother is employed at Vanderbilt College. Mm-hmm. So what was he thinking about her? What this would do to her career? She probably saved every dime she had to get his butt into school, but never thought twice about what this might mean to her. You think she's still working there? <laughs> I doubt it. And, you know, the other the other part of that is what you're looking at is did he even give that a second thought? Does he even care how much of a conscience does this guy have? See, that's another scary warning sign. Right. You know, lack of conscience, lack of empathy. The psychopath. The psychopath. yeah, Yeah. You start putting all this together. You've got a bad mixture here. I'll tell you, when he sat on that court stand, the guy comes, you know, this typical narcissistic style came across as a very endearing, seemingly honest guy, nice looking guy, said all the right, apologized to the girl, you know, but couldn't remember the incident. Like, that's truly scary because that's how these socio-psychopaths work. They can be endearing and loving and believable. You know, you just want to be their friend. Yeah, they put on. Then they piss on you. (laughs) Literally. You know, they put on the mask of sanity. Okay? These psychos and sociopaths can put on the mask of sanity. And that's how they lure you in. Exactly. By being very enduring and charming. And that's how they suck you in. Okay? And that's how they grab you. I mean, you know, you take a look at Ted Bundy. I mean, the way Ted Bundy operated and the co-eds he took off the college campuses. That's, yeah, good point. That's a good example. Yeah, he, I mean, he, he was charming. They're all charming, aren't they? <laughs> I mean, they get, that's how they, you're right. That's, that's how they work. They're magic. When they say, you know, Satan doesn't come to your door and horns it with a pitchfork, does he? You're no, right. he doesn't show up looking like that. Yeah. He gets you right where he wants you by uh, by endearing you, telling you everything you need to hear. So charming, so nice, so kind. How could you not love them? And then they stick the pitchfork right between your chest. And I have I have uh, you know a number of these people. I've got the uh, East Area Rapist, who by the way was never caught and ended up becoming a killer. Started to kill people after uh, fifty rapes. I mean, he was from Sacramento when he started raping, uh, but he they 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 blame him for at least fifty rapes of women, uh, and uh, he killed ten people that they know of later on as he evolved from rapist into serial killer, from serial rapist to serial killer. That's how a lot of this goes. Another guy is uh, Bobby Joe Long from down on, in Tampa, Florida. Leo, this guy's on death row. He's been on death row for a long time. I, I, 
you know, I I have to believe that any at any time we'll be hearing that his execution is uh, going to take place. Uh, but what's taking so long there? What, what's taking so long? <laughs> what's up with that death row? <laughs> yeah, it's over what, twenty years. What, over twenty what's years. That about? That's a whole other topic for another time. But you know, get a death row, get rid of them. You over know, twenty ooh. years. Yeah, yeah. and 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 this guy, they they believe it's over fifty rapes. And uh, they got him on uh, killing approximately 10 or 11 women, but also they think he murdered over 50 women. He's from, from the Tamp area, Bobby Joe Long. But what the point I'm trying to make is, and you know where I'm coming from, that a lot of rapists become serial rapists and then evolve into serial killers. Okay? Now, with this guy... Wait a minute, wait a minute, John, wait a minute. What, what, what's the transformation? It's not enough to just rape them and then, then they need more stimulation? Is that what transforms them into serial killer from serial rapist? Absolutely. What do they want? They need more. They need more satisfaction and destruction and, and for their own, their own psychotic needs. Absolutely, because okay. what you have going on is what you just said, the stimulation. Mm. It's an addiction. And the addiction is so much about sex, but the major addiction is the power, the control, the complete violent sexual dominance over a female. And, and when I see this Corey Beatty, and I see him lying, and obviously the jury saw him lying, you've picked that out right away, okay? Yeah, baby. And the wind-up, his wind-up is... It's not bad enough that I've completely sexually abused you, I've completely humiliated you, and I've done everything I wanted to do to you. What I'm going to do now, though, to finish it off, is to completely degrade you as a human being. You are nothing. And it urinates on See, that, to me, is... is you know, could be could be something that uh, you know could really, really, if it hasn't already. Well, John, that, that's that's to me is pure, pure evil. Yeah, that's there's, evil. There's, that's yeah. evil. Evil. Yeah. There's not yeah. a. There's no soul in a person like that. I won't even call him a person. You know, and then, then the, again, a, a room full of guys standing there watching this crap. And didn't take him, beat the crap out of him. What, what the hell's going on? That is pure evil, my friend. And that's, a, I talk about that in social side too. I mean, this is what we're looking at. There's an evil force in this world. And this son of a bee is pure evil. And he, like you said, he belongs locked up in a, in a, in a cage for the rest of his life. And in. I'm sorry, but I was going to say in social side, you do bring that out. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's the answer. Lock him up. Throw away the key. You know, peaceless worth of trash. You know, now that they're, 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 I think they're challenging the jury now or something like this, too. But I don't know about a mistrial of some sort because one of the ladies on the jury was a rape victim. I don't know if this is true or not, but that's what they're trying to do. So they're trying to save his butt again. Come on. These paid liars. Yeah, I'd be very, very afraid of this guy being on the street. I, I think he needs to be incarcerated uh, and uh, and uh, kept uh, away from society uh, for a good deal of time 
And uh, I think he needs a really, really strong psych evaluation while he's in there. But this guy, uh, you know, we've seen it in other cases. We've seen it, um, you know, where macho guys, you know, football players or yeah. whoever, you know, uh, can have their way with women and, uh, you know, then can become – uh, pretty violent and abusive towards, uh, you know, women in general. So, I, 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 I mean, more will be revealed on this guy. But this oh, guy scares me when I see these triggers. When I, when I, when I see these warning signs, he scares the hell out of me. I'm glad he's, he's going away. Yeah, I'm glad he's, he's wrapped up too. But, uh, what, what we need to remember too, you know, is we got to start working with our children from the minute they become a little, a little thing in our bodies. Okay. These are our babies. These are our children. We need to raise them right. We need to teach them right from wrong. This is the parents' job, you know, and we as a society have got to get back on the job of parenting and teaching our kids what's right and what's wrong, how to respect women, how to respect each other, you know, and what's, you know, how to keep yourself out of trouble, you know, and how to build your conscience up, you know, have, have some empathy, get your kids involved with, you know, volunteering with other organizations or doing things together, uh, team efforts. These are all, you know, what need to be done to avoid the continuation of this plague of evil that we you know we're seeing all over the country today. And I'm, I'm preaching out of my book, Social Side, again. But this, that's the only factor that, that seems to, that's the missing link here. We're letting technology take over you know, our minds and our consciences, instead of bringing us some kind of a spirituality, whatever that is to you, back into our lives. So we have, because our spirituality, our conscience is our soul, and that's our connection to whoever our God is. And I think this needs to be said because it's true. You know, and these, these people, this, this, uh, Cody Brayman here has absolutely no conscience. I don't know how that happened or what, or if he's born that way or if he learned it. But it just there's no excuse for it whatsoever. So we need to get back on track and, and 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 do what's right for our kids. Parent them, for goodness sakes. Be there and educate them because the double standard still exists today between um, boys and girls. You know, young, young girls because can't go to the party, but the little Johnny, you know, go ahead, Johnny, go have a good time. You know, that we're teaching our kids uh, that guys have a dominant presence. You know, in sex and and. And women, if they're not educated, they're going to do things that they shouldn't do and regret. Not that this by any means her fault, but they will be taken advantage of. I'll get off my soapbox. <laughs> Leo on his soapbox. I'll tell well, this, you, you really, this really uh, riled you up today, didn't it, Leo? This well, I said, oh, you know that this is the, this is one the, well, I hate, these are the criminals that I can't stand the most. They make me seethe, John. They're taking advantage of, of young women. And that's, I guess it's because I've worked with so many of them and there's, it's just so wrong. These, these poor girls suffer like you wouldn't believe over nothing over these creeps. So this does get my blood boiling. Absolutely, it does. And you know what? Go ahead. I'm sorry. It just needs to stop is all I was going to say. It needs to stop. And we need to be more open about it and speak up. And these colleges need to stop pretending it's not happening on their campuses. Do something about it. Stop sending your kids to these ridiculous colleges. You know, we now what do you have to do? Sex checks on before we send our kids away to certain schools. 
Whatever we have to do, we have to do it. But we need to be open and honest about it and stop covering it up because it's a silent thing going on. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. It's going on at universities throughout the country, throughout the country. You know, it's most important for us to remember, again, that there's been research done on this by the American Association of University Women. And we're talking one out of five. 20% 20% of these girls on these campuses, and only 5% goes reported. So we really need these colleges to step up to the plate. Step up and parents step up too and do the right thing. I think we're out of time for tonight's show, John. And I want to remind everybody, uh, John and I have emails if you want to reach us directly now. Um, you can reach me at leo at crimeandreason.com. And John is at John at CrimeAndReason.com. And you can check out CrimeAndReason.com on the web and see what's going on with the show and what's uh, coming up uh, down the line here. I want to thank the listeners for being here tonight and for all your uh, feedback from last week. It's much appreciated. And uh, we'll see you next Wednesday. Till then, stay safe. Stay safe, brother.